0: Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Kamsi CJ. the podcast title, is an Igbo phrase that literally means the road I've traveled. And that is what this podcast is about. My name is Kem and I'm a Nigerian currently living in British Columbia, Canada. I moved to Canada 10 years ago from Nigeria, and over the past 10 years, I've gone through different phases of adjustment. Along the way, I lost myself, my voice, and my authenticity. I've now begun to reconnect with my true self and embrace every bit of me. On this podcast, I'll be sharing parts of my life story as I explore various topics related to real life. From love and relationships to immigration and race, new episodes will be released twice a month. And as much as I love to talk, I promise to keep them short and sweet. Please reach out to me with your stories, comments, or questions via email at camsij at gmail.com. That's K-A-M-S-I-J-E at gmail.com. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Please listen, like, subscribe, and share. Now grab a cup of something, relax, and enjoy the episode. First of all, I want to say a big thank you to everyone who has listened so far. Your emails have been so encouraging. Thank you for sharing your stories with me. I feel so honored and so blessed. If you want to support the show, the best way to do this is to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this podcast. And don't forget to share with your friends and uh, subscribe as well. So let's dive in. On today's episode I'll be talking about sex education and why I think it is such an important topic. I was having a conversation the other day with someone and she raised her concern about the content of the sex ed curriculum in her city. And she was upset because she felt like the content was unnecessary, and would potentially um, expose her kids to content that their minds were not quite ready to handle. I-, I didn't get into a debate about this because I can respect and understand you know that everyone parents differently, and we all have a right you know to think what we want and to question. What our kids are being um, fed or like being taught in school, so I respect that. But now this is just my own thoughts. I'm not going to go into the details of the said curriculum or any sort of political anything. I'm just going to say why in my care, in my life, in my mind, this this topic is is crucial and, and very important. So I didn't, um, growing up in Lagos, sex education wasn't really something that we were taught. We were, I went to pretty good schools and in private school. And I, it wasn't, it, maybe we were, we were taught about our reproductive system. So like just the basics, like this is what your body can do and that's it. And I don't even remember being taught like basic things about, you know, like your body is your body and nobody should like just teaching us ownership of our bodies and get just that kind of empowering education. I I didn't get anything like that. And if anyone else grew up in Lagos and got it, I'm very, I'm very curious to hear where you got it, and what what that education was like. so i at at eleven, I went into boarding school, and I still like didn't really know too much. I got my period when I was thirteen, and I remember telling my mom, and she gave me supplies and said something along the lines of, "You're now a woman <laughs> and and to me, what that just um what that meant it that just meant three things to me getting your period meant one you now have the ability to get pregnant two you must not get pregnant or then your life will be ruined and three don't forget to carry around a sweater or something because getting your period could potentially lead to you having a bloody map on your skirt that, and if you didn't have a sweater, you're going to have to walk around the school looking that way. And that was it. And like, how exactly that sex worked, what exactly it was that was going on in my body that was causing me to experience this, I had no idea. Nobody really talked to me either about, about PMS and... All the different hormones raging can impact your mood, and you just anything at all. I didn't, I didn't really get any of this kind of education. It was all like a mystery, and and then the your period was something that you didn't really talk about to people, and we had all these code words for it. Like even period, like what, what, what is period? <laughs> Oh, my know where that came from and you know it was just yeah it just wasn't really named you know and I think part of it for me is I you know how I feel about secrecy and shame and that kind of thing so I had just this little little rebellion of my, that happened to me a couple of years ago I stopped I used to Like, I just looked around one day and I realized, like, when a woman is on her period in a workplace and she's going to the bathroom to get changed, she will take a little purse that has her supplies and, like, tuck it under her arm or, like, put it, you know, take it or just take her entire purse into the bathroom because, you know, she has to be decent about it. You don't want everyone to know what's going on. It just felt like... Like, I remember actually thinking back, there was uh, at my previous workplace, I I started my period, it came like earlier than I expected. And then I was at work and I didn't have supplies. So I asked somebody in, in the bathroom, I just said, oh, wow, this has happened now and I don't know what to do. Like, this is... Middle of the day, I have to, I don't have any supplies. And then this lady says, oh, I have in my my office. I'm just going to go over and get it. Or do you want to come? So I said, okay, I'll come with you. So I went with her and then she brought out a pad from her bag and she started looking around for something to put the pad inside to give me like a piece of paper or something that she could just wrap it in. And I said, it's okay, just give it to me. And she was like, "Oh, yeah, like I'm just to give something to put it in. And I'm like, "It's okay, just give it to me." And I said, "Thank you." and I took it, and I walked away, and I decided at that moment that I'm not gonna hide it. Why am I gonna hide it I'm, I'm a thirty four year old woman. I have two kids. You must know that I menstruate. You must know that I'm, i am my reproductive system works pretty well, and it's not it shouldn't be a strange sight. And so why are we hiding it? We're hiding it because somehow it's another thing that women go through that we have been told to be ashamed of and to keep it a secret. So I just didn't. And that was that was it for me. That was when things turned around. I stopped. I'm like, I'm not going to hide this. This is not something that I should be ashamed of. It's biology. And when I get my period, some months, I have really, really intense pain that I can't go to work I'm so sick I can barely even get out of bed and so before before that time I would just say oh I'm having cramps or I don't really feel great and like I wouldn't actually come out but then I would ask myself if I had a migraine if I had back pain if if I had a tummy upset whatever else it was I would say to my to my manager whoever like oh i'm unable to come today because i have a migraine or i'm unable to come today because i feel this way but then if it was anything related to my period then i started to try and find these are the names to give it to avoid saying that and i thought why why am i doing this and so from then on i just started to say it as it is i'm sorry i cannot function today because i've got my period I'm sorry I can't like and I'm happy that my kids are going to grow up to see that because it's just I don't I don't think it's something to be ashamed of. I don't think it's like we didn't do this. It's just, you know, it's just how we are. It's what our bodies do. And it's already a lot of stress to to bleed every month for 3 to 5 days, even 7 days for some people. And then you want to add another layer of something else on top of it and to be said I'm just not buying that anyway I digress royally here um I was just talking about yeah why I think sex education is very important I I didn't get it life has kind of taught me the things I know experience and just everything else has taught me except maybe I guess the people who were supposed to teach me and so um, Nigerians, well, I, again, here I, ge- I generalize when I say it, but Niger- that we there's this thinking back home that if you talked about sex with your kids, you are probably encouraging them to be to to be reckless, to to go out and be promiscuous or whatever, and and to me that, that it doesn't make any sense because I. I think about it. And my parents were really strict. I I didn't have boys coming to the house. I could not go and visit any boys. And yet, I was already, I, I learned real fast how to sneak around. I was so curious. I wanted to know what it felt like to kiss a boy. What it was like, what it was like to have sex. And, you know, and like, all these things, maybe my curiosity wouldn't have gotten the better of me if it wasn't such a mystery. If it wasn't, if there wasn't just so much of sex like secrecy around it. So much like this big, tab- it was like this big taboo topic. Like if you wanted to know anything about sex, it meant that you, you're promiscuous basically. And And that just, um, so so because, because of that kind of thinking, I couldn't really come out openly to say, what happens with this? Like, what, can you tell me more about this? No, I couldn't do that. So I was looking to media and my friends, and we all didn't know what we were doing. So we were all like just giving each other bad advice. And, you know, it was just, I think, I feel like I made a few mistakes that could have been avoided if I had got the right education and there's a thing about education that is empowering so instead of when I see like a parent a father or whatever give his son condoms when he as a teenager when he's going out people might look at that and think oh his dad is asking him to go out and have sex i don't see that what i see is that his dad is saying if you find yourself in a position where your brains have somehow taken leave of you and you're about to have unplanned sex at least don't make it unprotected and and i think that that's great because the thing is we grew up being told that abstinence was the way to go, so that was basically the extent of the sex education abstain abstain and that there's nothing wrong in with that, especially like Nigeria is a religious country, so whether you're a Muslim or whether you're a Christian, abstinence is recommended and, and there's nothing again, like I said, I have nothing against that, but there's no consideration then being given to the people who are unable to abstain or who even have decided, oh, you know what, I'm going to abstain. And then something happens and they cave in. But then they do. And then because they've they because they've been told to abstain, they then come out of that feeling ashamed. And so they don't come out and ask questions. They don't seek help. And then if, if um, something happens and they get pregnant, then they're confused they're like, oh my goodness, I don't want to be ruined because that's what you've been told. If you get pregnant, your life is going to be ruined. And abortion is legal in it's illegal in Nigeria. And so then they, they're like, oh my goodness, I, I'm pregnant now. I cannot be pregnant. What am I going to do? And then they find some kind of shady doctor somewhere who will put together whatever setup or put a setup together and then do a DNC. For them, so here they've endangered their lives again, and out out of ignorance. And I I don't know of anyone who passed away with that, but I do know a few people who had multiple abortions because they didn't want to. They 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 were not in the in the place where they wanted to keep the babies, and they. There was nobody to really talk to them. And so th- that, that's the thing with this society where abortion is legal. And because it is legal, there is um, there's counseling out there. There is, I don't know if it's because it's legal or if it's just, I don't know. But there is counseling. Like if a, if a girl who's 15 got pregnant today, she has resources available to her to help her navigate that because even going through an abortion has mental toll that it can take on a person especially when you're that when you're young and you know it seems like okay you have solved one problem so the pregnancy is not there but then there's another problem that's been created and that's the the problem of how do you deal with that feeling that comes from if you're if you're religious, if you're a Christian, for example, then you have guilt, and it's just layers of guilt: guilt for not abstaining, guilt for um, having an abortion, and all of this. And then you have nowhere to turn to because your parents are going to think you're a slut, your friends are going to think like you screwed up. Like there's just not that much support, and you know and so i just um i'm sorry but when i think about all these things it may sound like a really like a worst case scenario to you. like oh people just don't have abortions that that often but i promise you they do i went to university of lagos and it was a very it was a big party school we had um i learned so many things the good things and bad things and I can tell you that sex was just like everywhere. There was no education around it. There was no as well speaking as a girl, I didn't feel like I I had any say. I di- I didn't feel like I had power really because you you would meet a boy and you start dating And you just automatically think like, okay, well, that's going to be the next progression is that we're going to start having sex. And then I'm, I'm a pretty outspoken person. I'm able to stand up for myself. And so even before I got to understand that I have the power to say no, I already gave myself that power to say no. But even with that, even with being the kind of person that I am, there's still so many situations that I I found myself in that I wish I could go back and replay and make different decisions and like and act differently. So if you grew up in the West, you may take for granted the the power that's come with the edu- the sex education that you've received, but I can see it translating in so many in so many ways around me for example if uh, if a uh, if if i'm um, say let me just paint a picture here i'm 23 years old i'm dating a guy or i meet a guy who is wealthy he's handsome and you know all the girls are like just throwing themselves at him and he picks me we go out a couple of times he wants to have sex and I say no, and he decides to take it, whether I'm giving it or not. That happens. I'm going to get up and think, oh my goodness, I deserve this. If I knew I didn't want to have sex with him, why did I go out with him? If I knew I didn't want to have sex with him, why did I go back home with him? Right? So you you kind of just blame yourself in all these different ways and then you think about it and you, you know, you just put your clothes on and go and deal with it and you don't want to come out and talk about it. I don't know how it is now because again, I, like I've, I left Nigeria 10 years ago, but before I left, I don't think I would have had the the confidence to go into a clinic and ask for a rape kit because I, there is that culture where people are going to ask you what you did, as if or, or how you got there, as if there, was, there can be anything that anyone can do to deserve rape. Like, I remember the first time I had a pap smear in Lagos. It was a private hospital, so it wasn't even like um, it has not to show you that the problem has nothing to do with how much you're paying. So I get to the hospital and I'm And so the guy's like, oh, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, oh, I've never, like, I don't know, I've never had any, like, proper exam down there. And I don't, like, I really didn't even know what I was coming for. And I just said, I wanted to just do tests, you know, just to make sure that I'm okay. And he was a guy, a male doctor. He didn't offer to have a nurse come in. Didn't ask me if I was comfortable with him being the one to do this. Nothing of that nature. Just lie down, open your legs. I opened my legs. And then he, start, he tried to stick this very cold thing inside. And I said to him, and I, I flinched. I'm like, ow. And then he said, believe it or not, I am not joking. He said, why are you acting this way? You're not even a virgin. I'm like, What? Like, I think like, I I felt like I needed I could I can't even remember how I felt then but I just froze and allowed him to do whatever he was doing. I got up and I walked away. But I felt so belittled. Like I felt he just made me feel so small and 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 that's the kind of thing that people here in the West would take for granted because you don't grow up seeing this. You can, if that happens to you, you could pick up your phone and call somebody and something's going to happen to that doctor. You could um, file a complaint. You could do so many things. But I didn't even feel like I had a right to do that. On the flip side, if I'm 23 years old, there's a guy who's like he's rich. He's, he has girls all around him. He picks me. We got on the date, a couple of dates, go to, and he rapes me. With what I know now, having lived in Canada this time, this whole time, I would immediately open my eyes and dial 911. I will take myself in and get a rape kit. I will not, like, I will take off, like, you know, just, put everything together in order to make sure that this guy gets the judgment that he deserves. But for me to do that, I would only know to do that because I've been told and I've been educated. I've been told that, look, you nobody, regardless of what they give you or what they do for you, has a right to your body. And, and this is something that you may take for granted if you've heard it over and over and over again. But it wasn't the case for me. And I'm sure my, my friends and anyone listening from Nigeria will be able to tell you that, yeah, it wasn't the same for us. And the truth is the sex education in school doesn't replace whatever you teach your child at home. As a, as a parent, I'm, I'm working to lay a foundation that encourages my kids to have open, honest dialogue with us. We wanna be, and part of that is being open and having conversations that are difficult with our kids. To be honest, I I haven't figured it all out. I don't really know how that will go when I get there, but I do know one thing for sure, that I will not be having birds and bees conversations with my kids. And I will not be instilling fear in my kids. Sex is a beautiful thing, but timing, consent, and context play a huge role in determining how it impacts your life. And I would want my kids to know that. I want my kids to understand that. I would I would want my kids to know that it's your body. You have a right to your body and you should... Be the one in control of who you open up your body to. Nobody should take that from you. Nobody should take that by force. And you as well should respect other people and not try to push yourself on anyone. Like, it's a crime. You do not. And like, and just to teach my kids consent and and, you know, yes means yes, no means no. And, and there's age-appropriate conversations around sex that, you know, we're just navigating. There's no handbook. I am I'm just trying to be, to give my children what I wish that I had at their age. And, you know, to just go from there. Someone asked a question this week. What advice will you give your 16-year-old self? For me, I will tell my 16-year-old self to chill out and enjoy being a kid adulthood is the one phase of life that lasts the longest all those things a 16 year old can't wait to do they're going to get tired of doing before they're even halfway in like sex alcohol partying whatever you're going to get you're going to do so much of it you're going to get tired of it so there's really no rush that's what i would tell myself last thing When you think about sex education and when you think about about sex, what were the things that you wish you could unlearn, relearn, or just plain old learn? Send me an email, camcj at gmail.com, and um, I'm interested to hear what you think. Okay, thank you for listening so far, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a happy Valentine's.